And welcome to the Home Life Podcast. Thanks for spending some time with us. Uh, this episode, we're going to talk about the three things you must do to sell high in any market, and then where to celebrate with a fantastic holiday. Spoiler alert, it's down in Tasmania, and we're going to talk to you about our favorite spots down there and give you a guide on how to make the most of it. But before we jump in, here's a quick word from our sponsors. Ready to sell your home? Don't make the rookie mistake of jumping in blind. The first step on your journey is critical. Research. You need to know what your house is really worth to get the best deal. And that's where checkmyhouseprice.com.au comes in. With a free house price report, you'll get all the juicy market intel, recent sales data, and other must-have info to help you win big when selling your home. Don't gamble on your home's worth. Hey everyone, Sian and JH here with our uh, home and life podcast. So today we're going to be talking about the three musts to sell in any market for the real estate uh, segment. And then for the JTM, we're going to be talking about holidaying in Tassie. So let's jump straight into it. Sounds good to me. Let's do it. All right. So JH, when you talk to real estate agents, Mm -hmm. even in this climate because it can yeah. change in every single one, but it's, it's already changing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, what are the three musts that you need to sell in the market? I think that's uh, actually that's that's an incredible question, um, particularly you. for you know in in this market, right? If we go back twelve months, it was easy to sell. Load a property up on realestate.com and there was a frenzy of buyers. There were there were more buyers than what there were properties for sale. And we saw this, you know, at Checkmile, we saw it at Market Buy where there was an average of, of um, I think from memory, it was like 13 buyers per property or nine yeah, buyers per property. Stupid. It was stupid, right? Yeah. So for every property that sold, there was eight that missed out, yeah. right? Eight people that missed out. Um, this market, not not so much, mm. right? It's, it's dropped down. There's still buyers that miss out, but we're seeing more properties not selling. Yeah. And so when we look at the data behind the scenes, you know, there are some really key differences between the properties that sell and get good attention. And by the way, the average property that sells on market buyer at the, at the present point in time is actually still seeing um, just under seven buyers per property and, and just under 14 offers per sale, yeah. right? Yeah. So the buyers are still there, just not every property selling. Mm. And so what is it that the the properties that sell have the ones that don't, don't. Yeah. And what it comes down to is this, and this is, this is how you truly vet a real estate agent before you decide to sign with them and, and let them take the property to market for you, mm. right? Number one, you've got to price the property right. If you underprice it, yes, it'll sell, but there's a really good chance you're going to be sitting there going, did I underprice it? Did I leave money on the table, Mm -hmm. right? 
if you overprice it, it's not going to sell. Yeah. This is no longer a market where you can slap a price on something and someone's going to come along and buy it. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. No. There's more properties available for the buyers. They are discerning. There's you know money pressures and things like that with how much money they can get. If you overprice it, you're not getting sold. Mm. Okay. So price the property correctly. Mm. That's number one. Get yep. the price right. Number two, market it well. Yeah. If you market it well, you will get more buyers seeing the property, more buyers interested in the property. You'll create competition and the buyers will do the rest and set the price, particularly if they're using a platform like MarketBuy. By the way, if your agent's not using a platform like MarketBuy, tell them to use MarketBuy. Because and for those who don't know what MarketBuy is, it's an online... On, on, on it's it's a, it's a digital offers platform. So you can make an offer on a property a, via your mobile phone. Everything's real time. It's transparent. So it's removing the roadblocks to actually being able to make offers. Yeah. Because it's removing the roadblocks. And by the way, cool stat, right? Us millennials, we're now the strongest buying market, the largest buying market in in existence in the world well, right that, now. That makes sense. Right. Obviously, because we're you know I'm the oldest millennial, um, like born in eighty one. So. We're all getting to that point now where we are the important ones in terms of money talks, mm. right? So, and, and we've grown up SMSing and creating the need for SMS and all that well, kind of stuff. We want jazz. it to be done. Our lives are busier. Our lives are busier. Our lives are more hectic. So, we want to make sure that we want to be at, yeah. like, we, we want the answers now. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like we don't have time for BS. No, we don't. And, and, we don't have time to schlep into a real estate office to fill out heaps of paperwork and make an offer, you know, and the times that we have available to do that are often not times that are compatible with business hours. Well, sometimes too, we don't actually want to talk to real estate agents, like taking a phone call in the middle of the day when you're, you're at work, at work yep. talking about a house, like bosses will be like, you got a, you got a lunchtime for that. hundred percent. What are like, you, quiet quitting? Like you're, you're yeah. going to, you're going to get the third degree. Interesting stat on that, the most common time in the day, in fact, more offers are made on the commute home from work between 4 and 7 p.m. at night yeah. on market buy than at any other time. Yeah. Right? So that's when we're thinking about. So you've got to market the property right Yeah. so that you get more buyers seeing it, more interest, and then you let the natural market forces drive the price up. Because yep. they'll compete. Now, if you're using a platform, digital platform like MarketBuy, where there is that transparency, they can make more than one offer. The worst phrase, in my, my personal opinion, I've been in real estate, I've been an agent, I've built property technology, um, you know, run multiple um, and founded multiple property technology companies to help real estate and, you know, um, and, and, and the CEO of MarketBuy, founder of CheckMy and so forth. So I, I've been around a little bit. And the, the biggest frustration that I have is when an agent turns around to a buyer and says, put forward your best and final offer. I've got multiple offers, put forward your best and final. It's the worst thing you can say, right? Because what happens is a buyer goes, oh, what's the least amount I think I can secure this property for? Mm. As opposed to, what do I have to do to secure this property? If you're operating transparency, like on a digital offer platform like MarketBuy, you can see, even if you can't see what the other offers are, you can see how many other buyers are there and that there are other offers and you can keep making offers, mm. right, to ensure that you're kept in the race right up until the last minute. Yeah. Okay. And that's what you want. So the, the reason... And I do have to just say this as well. Yeah. 
Because there may be people out there that are still going, I don't understand anything that you're actually saying right and that's, now. And that's fine. And so I will say it really simply because there was plenty of times when you had been trying to explain it to me and even I was going, I still don't understand until I saw the interface itself. Yep. So when you're looking at it, it has, and I know that you hate this when I say it, <laughs> but it has, it has a very similar thing to eBay in as much as someone can put the offer in. Yep. And sometimes you can see what the offer is and then sometimes you can't see. But you, right? can, you can compete. You and have fair and equal opportunity just, to compete. Yeah, it, yep. you can see it. And, and but, look. But at the same time, for those people who are still going, hold up. No, you can't, you can't, what is it, snipe? You can't snipe, yeah. right. So, so you can't, you can't snipe in, like an eBay where someone, yeah. they wait till the last second, they throw a last bid into snipe. Yeah. With, with market buy, every time a bid goes in, it restarts the, the countdown timer. Yeah. Um, look, so there is... This, and, and please understand, this may seem like one giant plug for market buy. I fully understand and appreciate it. I'm very passionate about it. Yes, I, I'm, I'm involved in market buy. He's but, the CEO. Yeah, that doesn't matter. <laughs> but... What the reason I brought it up is because not only like if your agent is a good marketer and they can get the buyer's attention on the property and create competition, you want a way for that competition to actually genuinely compete for your property. Yeah. Okay. And that actually brings me to, to number three. So the yep. third thing that you want. So remember, first one, price the property right. Two, market it well. Number three, this is a core fundamental rule of business. Make it easy to make an offer. Make it easy to do business with you, mm. right? And again, it does drag back to market buy. But make it easy to make offers. You said it before, and I, I absolutely agree with you. We don't have time to, to go into an office, to spend 20, 30 minutes in that office, maybe sometimes longer, filling out all the paperwork and everything like mm. that. The most common time offers are made are on the, the commute home from work Right. If you if you give them the opportunity to make the offer from their mobile phone, mm. give them the chance to make the offer from their mobile phone. Yeah. Because yeah, you know what? I can log on tonight. Right. In fact, right now, if I if my phone was on me, I could organize a a test drive in my dream car, my you know my my Mustang, and tomorrow, someone would rock up at the pre-appointed time in that Mustang, knock on our door. And hand me the keys and say, all right, let's go for a test drive. I can book a test drive of my goddamn dream car. Yeah. Right? So From my mobile phone. So why house? can't I make an offer on a house via my mobile phone? Exactly and that's, right. So make it easy to do business with you. They're, they're yeah. the three key things. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for that and for your insight, especially, you know, the three must-sells. Obviously, we can go down the rabbit hole next yep. time of what is it? good marketing Oh, look, we can talk well. about that, but I think the, the, the three takeaways, we've, we've talked about them, but just to recap really quickly, price your property right, right? Make sure you, your agent can justify why yep. they're saying the price is the price. Market it well. Look at the examples of the agent and what they can prove that they've been able to do in the past with marketing and so forth and make it easy to do business with you. Make it easy for the largest buying group as of now, right, to make an offer. And by the way, I'm not ignoring Gen Xs, right? Everyone talks about millennials and that. Gen Xs adapted just as much as millennials did to the world and to technology. They're making offers via their mobile phone too mm. and appreciate it. So 
There you're three. Price it right, market it well, make it easy to do business and make an offer. Let's see which rabbit holes we're going down in this episode. It's time for GTM. It's G-Thought Moment. It might be drinking whiskey, pot, work, smoking beer, podcasting, story writing, treasure hunting, you name it. What really grinds my gears and you playing TV shows. As you can see, nothing's off limit. It's GTM. G-Thought Moment. GTM. What will be his next shiny object? GTM. It's time for this week's G-Thought Moment. JTM, JTM, JTM. I do love that theme intro. <laughs> uh, so today, holidaying in Tassie. Holy jeebus. I, I have been waiting for this time. I love this. Yeah, I'm, it's going to be hard to actually keep you just I within know. the rabbit hole that we are going down instead of going into all of the other little offshoots in the I, I, rabbit I, warren. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you mean. I, I don't tangent. I don't rabbit hole. What are you talking about? Okay. Lies and slander. Okay. <laughs> so, focus. I'm doing my best. All right. Okay. So, it was June 2021, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It when, was, when we first... It was when New South Wales's COVID outbreak got really bad. And I know that because we drove down... And so I, I piled the boys into the car and we did we did a two-night stay. Like we, we stayed one night, drove one night, and then on the boat, right? Yep. And we had to thread the needle as hot zones were popping up all around yep. us. And we, we just, we had to avoid the quarantine rules and all, like, not avoid them. Like we had to obey them. But what I mean is we, we needed to thread the needle between all these hot zones so we didn't get quarantined and we could, we could still go. Yeah. Yeah. And then to make sure that you got on the boat. Yeah, because yeah. Tassie Tassie had a moat and they weren't afraid to use it. Oh, they were using it brilliantly. Yeah, they yeah, really yeah. were. Uh, so the first time that we went down, um, shout out to my little sister Paigey, mm-hmm. uh, who is living in Tassie and yeah. has no interest in ever coming back to Queensland apart from visits. Don't blame her, really. No, neither do I. Uh, so she uh, moved down there. We decided that. You know, she moved down there just before Tassie used... So it was 2020. So it was April 20, 2020 she yeah, went April down. April 2020 yep. she moved down and it was June 2021 that we actually got to get down to see her because mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. the border control was still going All on the and crazy everything. Fun. Yep. All the check-ins and the SMSs. So we got there. Yep. And I had it pretty... You said that you wanted to discover it, and I did my typical, this means that we can go see stuff. Yes, because I, t- I went, I'm going to road trip with the boys, because the boys and I hadn't really done a big road trip. Like, we'd, no. we'd done the Harvey Bay and back kind of stuff, but we hadn't done a, let's drive, you know, from Brisbane to Tasmania. Yeah. Yeah, and so I was excited for that. And so that meant we had seven-seat, my, my seven-seat four-wheel drive, my Pajero down yeah. there. Yeah, so then I had... Avalon and Paxton with me. Mm-hmm. And so we got on a plane and we went down. Yeah, you guys took the easy path. <laughs> um, less, less fun. No, it was still fun because we got there quicker than what you did. And we had a whole day there before uh-huh. you got there. Uh-huh. So, you know. Um, and, but and, until you're convincing the kids that they need to find a track winding back to an old-fashioned shack in order to win a lollipop as a a road trip in car game. I beat them with that, and we'll get to that in oh, this yeah, with the yeah. Marlborough Highway. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I beat them All with right. that. Cool. Um, so 
I had said to you, we're going to go and do the Tassie Devils mm-hmm. in at Cradle Mountain. Yep. Paige had said that we needed to go and see the Tasmasia. Yep. And that was in the Promised Land, I think it's called. Something like that, yeah. 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 <laughs> They've got some really odd names down there. So we did that. We went and saw the nut at Stanley. Yep. We stayed at Olverston at my auntie's beautiful house. Yes, the old manor house. We drove a dirt road. It was a highway <laughs> thing. It was a highway. <laughs> the Marlborough Highway. We saw dodging a wombat. Dodging we... and, and, and dodging the wombat was on a paved road. Yep. So this, is, this is just to give you some highlights of yep. the trip. This is the first trip that we did. Yep. We then did, you know, in the same trip, we um, went and stayed at Primrose Sands down mm-hmm. near Hobart, went and checked out Richmond. Actually, you didn't check out Richmond that not, trip. Not that trip. That was a later no, trip we took me. you. we yep. took you back there. Um, and you went to a distillery without me. <laughs> Still paying for that one. I've earned many a brownie point since. I have not erased the debt. <laughs> Still went to a distillery without me. My, you, you, you see, right? You see this, right? And had a beautiful lunch with my cousin in Hobart. Yes. When she, she packed the, her yep. picnic. That's right. Yeah. So, so what do, what do we want? I, I think let's so, let's get to the point. So, I just I want to point out I get given a hard time for rabbit holing and tangenting. We've been on this segment now for six minutes. You've done ninety percent of the talking. We haven't actually gotten to a point. How's it feel? <laughs> I'm just saying everybody rabbit holes. So, so what do, what do we what do we want to talk about and get people okay. excited about and and share with people that. That's really cool. I'm going to open a question that you're just going to go, you told me not to rabbit hole. What has been your favourite part out of the trips when we have gone to Tassie? Oh, God, that's easy. Actually, no, it's not. <laughs> the, liar, liar, pants the, on fire? The, the first, well, I mean, the, the first answer is Tasmania. Full stop. Like, the whole place. I love driving around that place. I love exploring it. Like, it's... Every corner you drive around is an incredible vista of some sort, whether it's an ocean view, whether it's a, a, a scenic sort of valley or... A wombat that's going to take out your bumper bar. Yeah, no, that, it wasn't going to take out. That was going to take out my entire frigging running gear. Like, we, we to put that one in perspective, we're in a Pajero that's that's got a two-inch lift kit on it. And I know that's not huge, but it's, you know, the legal lift kit before you start getting engineering certs and stuff. We've got a full-blown bull bar that's solid steel, you know, and... and we're, we're running, um, I think it was running the, the KO2 all-terrain, KO2 all-terrain tyres and that. So we're, we're not super four-wheel drive decked out, but we're also not in a bad spot. Mm. And I swear, like, this, we've, we've come around a corner, we're on a road at 110k an hour, we're sitting on the speed limit, we've come around this, this corner... And here's this wombat just wandering across in the middle of my lane. He I've was had to swerve big. He was big. He would have been two and a half, three foot off the ground at his spine. Like, that's a big damn wombat. Yeah. And he's solid. And yeah. I've swerved around him. Like, I've managed to just get around him safely. Like, we've got a full car. The look on his face look, was just I've looked like, up in my dude, review mirror. I, you know, I'm and here. It, it was, it, like, the only way that I can describe that look 
is if you were, you know, you bumped into someone who was a native Bostonian, you're like Boston, you know, yeah. Massachusetts, and they've got, hey, I'm walking here. Yeah. <laughs> like that was that look, right? So that was, but that was, that was on dusk driving back, like when we'd been in the South. But um, I mean, all of Tasmania is my favorite. Mm. But if I had to single out one thing, I think it's the distilleries. Yeah. I think, you know, there's, uh, when we were down there, we learned that trip. Uh, we went to a distillery. The first trip. The first trip. We we learned at this distillery, Launceston Distillery, which is the only distillery in the world, at least that I know about, that's actually on the grounds of an airport. And the the owner of Launceston Distillery was the president of the Distillers Association of Tasmania or yeah, something to I that effect. Yeah, I think so, yeah. And one of the, the factoids that we got dropped on us was that at last count, there were 92 distilleries on the island and there were more popping up all the time. Now, this is an island that, as the crow flies, top to bottom is only about 270 kilometers. Yeah. Right? Like, this, we, we did 3,700 3, kilometers, um, you know, worth, worth of, of driving. To, to give people on this some island. perspective, like, I know for a fact that it is about 197, I think kilometers from bundle on the gold coast to perigian springs yeah like, because i've had to drive that so i do I think know from, that from memory from memory it's like 1900 kilometers mm. from brisbane to melbourne mm. right and so this trip we've done 3700 kilometers on an island that is only 275 kilometers tip to tip or 270 you know top to bottom yeah driving around like that's that's how much i just Drove. Drove and loved exploring it and, and everything like that. But I think it was the distilleries because because there are so many distilleries down there, mm. they're doing some really cool, funky stuff. Mm. They're taking traditional methods and enhancing them. They're evolving them. They're experimenting. And they're really, really passionate about it. And they're producing some some incredible gins and some incredible whiskeys. Mm. Um, and then there's the wineries on that. So mm. distillery hopping, winery hopping – is quite the experience down there. Mm. And I think that that's really closely, you know, the the food would be a close second, mm. because, particularly the seafood, because I know everyone talks about Queensland seafood and how amazing Queensland seafood is. And it is good. Mm. I'm not going to bag it. It's good. We, we eat a lot of it, right? We love it. But there's something about cold water, cold salt water, seafood that is it just has a cleaner flavor to it mm. and i adore that like i i love it their scallops are better their oysters are better their their fish like their their firm sort of fish flesh is better you know and, and i think it's to do with the cold water because it's the same as in new zealand it's cleaner water i i think that's maybe that's what it is like when we go fishing in new zealand and we 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 catch snapper right out of new zealand waters it's better than the, the snap that we catch here in Queensland. And mm. that's not to say that the snapper here in Queensland is bad. It's just, it's cleaner. It's fresher. There's something about it that's just better. Mm. And, and, and it's a better taste. So that would be my one too, is, is the distilleries and then the food. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would have to say for me, it would definitely be the scenery with every, like, the scenery from Primrose Sands, mm, then that eastern coast, like that. Then the you know the drive that we did with Paige and Heps, where we went to 
We drove the, through the snowstorm. Or the, yeah. not really snow. The the, the, the very blizzard. light blizzard snow falling. Well, there it was, was light. That, but for me, where we went and saw the rock formation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm about to get ruthlessly ripped into here. Just prepare yourselves. This is this is gonna get it's there's a target on me and and she's drawn the bow back she's cocked the hammer whatever metaphor you want to go with i'm about to get hit look at the rock formation so the story the story behind this my explanation right one of the things that i love and i am a bit of a geek i wear that proudly i love being a geek and one of the things that i do love to see is Rock formations. Rock formations. Like even <laughs> even if we're driving along a road and they've carved through a hill, right? Like and they've carved 10, 20 meters deep into this hill for us to drive through, you can see hundreds, thousands, sometimes even tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of years of sediment through that. And yeah, and but I that's not what that. I'm talking about in in no, was it where was it? We were at the tessellated plates. That's it. Right, so that's down just up. Um, there's a there's a, a Eagle... hotel and a pub. It's up Eagle Hawk Neck. Yeah, and you know there's there's these this tessellated pavement. It happens only in like two or three places in the world. One is there. One is the the giant stepstones. I think yeah. off the coast of England, um, and I can't remember the other one. But the the pavement has been eroded in such a way that it's cracked almost perfectly, like square or rectangular yeah. tiles. Yeah. Right. And there's, there's an incredible geological process that has to happen and, and chemicals and, and things that have to be just right for that to happen. It's one of the reasons mm. why it's only, you know, there's only two or three places in the world that it's like that. Mm. And I love that. Yeah, like, but that's it, really cool. We, we had also <laughs> listened to you say several times, just driving there, look at the rock formation. The rock so formations were amazing. When we, we were got seeing there. Hundreds of thousands of years of sediment. Like, we, you look at that, you're literally traveling back through time, and it might just be dirt, right? <laughs> I get that, but it's but the dirt that is at the bottom of that cut of that rock formation. Okay, just so that people out there understand this, your bloodline he, even began. He is very much like the dad out of the castle talking about serenity. Ah, oh, the serenity. Except for him, it's not the serenity; it's the rock formation. Yet I'm engaged to her. Where's my serenity, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so. For me, it it was the the scenery. Mm. So from the rock formations, yeah, and you know even the the awesomeness with Primrose Sands, and then even going up to um, Stanley and seeing Stanley and yeah. Low Head as so well. The, the that nut was at really Stanley pretty. that was really cool because the nut is actually you can go to vol- the top of it and it's, walk but around, but it's a volcanic it. plug. Yeah. Right, so the, the the sides of the volcano have actually eroded away over time, is my understanding of a volcanic plug. And what's left is just the core part of it that ended up basically being the center of the volcano and the and the center lava part that ended up hardening yeah. over time. And that's my understanding. Someone's going to probably come along and correct me on that, and that's fine. Like I'm, this this is just cool stuff in my world. I'm I'm not an expert yeah. in it, but and then I would have to say, so that was from the second mm-hmm. second trip down there and then our last trip down there I really did enjoy because we've gone down three three four times now yeah 
four times. Yeah, four times. Yeah. Wow. Because the last time we went there with our friend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not enough. Yeah. So yeah. when we went with Paxton and Avalon, I would have to say it would be the Agfest. Yeah, Agfest was pretty cool. Agfest. Ag, I you was know, really suspicious that whether you really wanted to go or not, but I, I really, I've got to admit, I, I was really hesitant because yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of crowds. Like, I don't go to Echo, I don't go to Royal Shows, that because it's just too many people. And and you know, we've mentioned a thousand times I'm Aspie and, and stuff like that. And like, I just I'm not a fan of those crowds. But Agfest, you know what I think it was about Agfest that that we really enjoyed. What? It was an old school show, like the early 90s, late 80s, it was, like modern, every, everything there was modern, modern amenities, modern facilities and, and everything like that. But the layout of it, the chill nature of it, like it, it, it wasn't... It was a country fair. It was a country fair. It wasn't about making every single cent you could out of every single person who came no. through the gate. It was about showing what you could do, yeah. showing your product. Um, and, and, you know, putting high quality things on display and things you were like, if, if you were making hot dogs, you were making the best bratwurst, sauerkraut kind yeah. of hot dog that you could. And, and the, the umpteen dozen variations of that, that they could, um, you know, like remember the, the, the conversation we had with the truffle lady yeah and, and the various things. And so it was the exchange of ideas and, and really cool. And then, um, if I was able to con- successfully continue growing Carolina Reapers or if we moved down there and I could grow Reapers down there, you know, they've got that gin. Yes. And the guy's like, I'd really prefer if I got Carolina Reapers from Tassie. I'm like, well, if I can figure – if we move to Tassie and I can figure out how to grow it down there, I'll supply them too. Yeah. And and we're having that chat. Now, we haven't moved to Tassie yet for various reasons, but we want to. Um, but he's got that gin where he soaks a Carolina Reaper chili or a Trinidad Scorpion – in his gin for God knows how long. Yeah, no, I just enjoyed the, the like, it. it's your typical country fair. It's yeah, not, yeah. it's not your big, huge, like, Eckhart. I wish we had photos of that. I don't Easter. think we've got any photos of Agfest. Because, you, no. know, you know what we did see? We saw a light horse display. Yes. The, the Australian military light horse did a skills display with, with their bayonets and stuff like well, that. Well, there was also all, the, that. was awesome. I'm pretty sure there was the Defence Forces bands that were playing. Mm. Like, they mm. were all playing together at one stage. Yeah, it was fantastic. Like, so, it was just really good. But yeah. that was that's what I had enjoyed over the whole thing. So, yeah, yeah. Out, out of it, I would definitely have to say that with Tassie, don't assume that there's nothing to do just there's because it's a smaller something to do. Well, I just think... because it's a smaller state and people often forget that it's the little person you know, down the you end. Know, you know what I think it is right now? It's so much of Tassie and what they do is and there's no better term for this, it's for the love of the game. It hasn't been stupidly corporatized yet. Because the population's not there for it to be that. So the people that are doing cool stuff in Tassie, even they're building breweries or they're building wineries or they're building pubs or they're they're creating a restaurant experience, they're doing it because they genuinely love doing it and they haven't corporatized. It hasn't become mass chain. Like, don't get me wrong, McDonald's and all that sort of stuff's there. But it's about the craft far more than, say, like what I, what I feel in Brisbane – Tassies do it different. They they do like it's it's about the craft and the experience. Whereas in Brisbane, it's about the profit and the experience. And the experience suffers if it isn't profitable. Yeah. Because you'll you'll cut things back to make things more. And 
And I think that's what I love about Tassie well, it's more not than just, anything. It's not just Brisbane. It is it's, it's mainland. Ever, but I mean, mainland, but I mean, we, we spend most of our time in Brisbane. And that's not to say there's not awesome stuff. Like, we had amazing Mexican. We've, we've been to amazing restaurants and amazing experiences in, is in Brisbane. But there's something different in Tassie where it's more about the craft and the experience rather than just the experience and the profit you can get from it. So and that's what I love. Let's wrap this up. Yep, we got it. Okay, so at the go end of the yeah, at the end of the day, go to Tassie. Enjoy Check out it. Primrose Sands. That's our favorite spot. The, there's some amazing photos. Hopefully, popping up video editing guys probably hopefully got stuff popping up. Primrose Sands is incredible. Port Arthur is amazing to go from a historical perspective and learn. We didn't get to talk about that. Definitely go distillery hopping. There is a really cool store in Richmond down in, in the southern part of Tasmania, Richmond. It's called Drink Tasmania. It's got a whole heap of produce this and This isn't products. wrapping up. I'm, I'm doing my best here to give <laughs> to make sure the wrap-ups, you know, it's my turn to wrap it up. But giving, you know, key points for, for you guys to follow, right? Like, so go Richmond, go Drink Tasmania, because that'll allow you to taste a whole lot of stuff from all of the different distilleries and wineries, and then you can decide what distilleries and wineries you want to go to from there. Um, check out the seafood, drive around the place, Explore, get lost, have a ball. Yeah, don't ever underestimate Tazi. Yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible.